Welcome back to another episode of Conspiracies with Chase. In today's episode, we'll be going back and discussing the famous program in Fairbanks, Alaska, known as HARP. Let's get started. Before we can talk about the conspiracy, you must know about the base, and this base is very familiar to Conspiracies with Chase. If you've listened to the Alaskan Mind Control episode, then you know the base. Um, the program goes by HARP, which stands for High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. The program is run in Fairbanks, Alaska, and is the source of many conspiracies. It seems like the base is a safe explanation for theories. The base is used for scientific purposes aimed at studying the effects of the ionosphere. The ionosphere is the layer of the Earth's atmosphere that contains a high concentration of ions and free electrons that can reflect radio waves. According to Britannica.com, because of the ionosphere's significance for radio communications, in the early 1990s, the U.S. Air Force and U.S. Navy proposed the HARP project, and the Air Force began construction in 1993. The site near Gakona was chosen because it was an area of flat ground that was in the North Polar region where auroras occur. Responsibility of HARP switched to the University of Fairbanks, Alaska on August 11, 2015, allowing HARP to continue with exploration of ionospheric phenomenology via a land use cooperative research and development agreement that came from harp.gi.alaska.edu. HARP radio waves heat the electrons and create small perturbations that are similar to the kinds of interactions that happen in nature. Natural phenomena are random and are often difficult to observe. With HARP, scientists can control when and where the perturbations occur, so they can measure their effects. In addition, they can repeat experiments to confirm the measurements show what researchers think they do. That also came from harp.gi.alaska.edu. The base itself looks pretty scary and is probably the reason why there are so many conspiracies surrounding it. The land that the base is built on is still owned by the United States Air Force, however it just is run by a different program. And now we can get into the weather theories, the first conspiracy being that weather can be controlled there. Back in 2012, many natural disasters occurred. Some examples of these are the deadly floods in China to the massive forest fires in Turkey. These events were blamed on HARP and claimed that HARP had the power to control the weather and affected how that happened. The base was also blamed for the Haitian quake of 2010. However, it was the slippage of a previously unmapped fault along the border of the Caribbean and North American tectonic plates. According to Gaia, critics of HARP assert that it can send microwave radiation beneath the ground, strategically pinpointing fault lines, and that the size of HARP's fields of antennas has the potential for tremendous damage to the environment as Unlike other ionosphere research centers across the world, only HARP can focus the energy from the field onto a specific spot in the atmosphere. An old article from Newswatch Canada says that HARP also has the weather manipulation capability. For instance, differential heating of specific areas of the atmosphere could cause local adverse weather conditions such as floods, droughts, or even sea squalls, all of which could offer a military tactical advantage. In addition, in the spring of 1993, the Federal Aviation Administration, or the FAA, began to advise commercial pilots on how to avoid the large amount of intentional and some unintentional radiation that HARP would generate. 
That same article claims that one surprise might occur if anyone investigates HARP and finds it violates the 1977 Environmental Modification Convention, which bans any hostile use of environmental modification. Now let's go into the counter-argument of that theory. According to ScienceNewsForStudents.org, weather modification of a sort has been possible since the 40s. We can now cause some clouds to dump extra moisture on demand. People have also begun to transform the weather in an unintentional way, through activities that have been altering Earth's climate. There is even a debate over whether programs should be developed to undo such changes with geoengineering. Cloud seeding, according to NewScientist.com, is the idea to spray a powder, normally silver iodine, into clouds. Each particle acts as a seed for an ice crystal, which grows around it and then falls as precipitation. Also from NewScientist.com, however, despite decades of research, it has been difficult to show that cloud seeding works. Experimenters have compared what happens to clouds that are seeded with those that aren't, but it hasn't been possible to get a large enough sample size to control for natural changes. We can, well, we can somewhat control the way clouds work. However, that is very difficult because of their conditions. There's no proof that shows that we can control the tectonic plates to start an earthquake. And we can move on to another conspiracy surrounding the Columbia shuttle. The next theory claims that HARP was behind the malfunction of the Columbia Space Shuttle crash in 2003. According to Space.com, the Columbia mission was the second space shuttle disaster after Challenger, which saw a catastrophic failure during the launch in 86. The Columbia disaster directly led to the retirement of the space shuttle fleet in 2011. The Columbia was the first space shuttle to fly in outer space. It completed 27 missions while it was active. During its last mission, the shuttle was focused on the construction of the International Space Station. From Space.com, during the crew's 16 days in space, NASA investigated a foam strike that took place during launch. About 82 seconds after Columbia left the ground, a piece of foam fell from a bipod ramp that was a part of the structure that attached to the external tank to the shuttle. Video from the launch appeared to show the foam striking Columbia's left wing. It was later found that a hole in the left wing allowed atmospheric gases to bleed into the shuttle as it went through its fiery re-entry, leading to the loss of the sensors and eventually Columbia itself and the astronauts inside. Also from Gaia, radio engineer Marshall Smith, who is monitoring HARP on the fateful day of flight STS-107's demise, backs up this claim contending that HARP was, quote, operating in missile defense mode starting about 90 minutes before Columbia's re-entry and then for about 90 minutes afterwards. And from MysteriousUniverse.org, their report describes HARP as a device that could destroy the electronics of an aircraft, spacecraft, or missile in the upper atmosphere. While the site remains open to other explanations, it rejects the accuracy of the official story and posits that, quote, if any other source for such an EMP or electromagnetic pulse effect exists, it is currently unknown to this investigation. Just wait for this next claim. According to the week.co.uk, it is not clear why the U.S. would have targeted one of its spacecraft, but according to Mysterious Universe, Marshall Smith, an ex-NASA engineer, believes it was a terrorist act performed by Al-Qaeda through a graduate student with an F-1 student visa. 
Let's move to that counter argument. After the disaster, NASA did an investigation to see what exactly and why it happened. According to Space.com, an investigation board determined that a large piece of foam fell from the shuttle's external tank and breached the spacecraft wing. This disaster was so catastrophic that it caused the retirement of the space shuttle fleet in 2011. Also, a question that I have and couldn't seem to answer is why would the U.S. shoot down one of its own spaceships? That is going to wrap up today's episode. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to like it and rate it five stars. Next week, we will get into a new series. More on that next week. And I am Chase Abden, logging off, reminding you that we are back.